is now December 12th, and um, I'm going to do my second podcast right now. So, um, I just wanted to let you know some more about why this podcast is important to me. Um, You know, if we don't speak up for the things that happened in our lives... And we keep allowing, I don't know, it's like the bullying aspect. If you don't say something when somebody's bullying, even if you see somebody bullying somebody else, you might as well participate. You're just kind of condoning the action. So, you know, I've seen a lot of things. I've experienced a lot of things as a First Nations woman. I'm on my healing journey. Um, you know, and then... And, I'm in recovery, you know, so I'm constantly looking at myself and hoping to work on myself. Um, You know, if we don't say something, the unjust actions of those in power will come to grow like a weed or a fungus. But just like dandelions and mushrooms, we have to, we can give it a purpose and let it be a lesson on how not to be. So I've spent a good portion of my life being angry at those that hurt me. And those that allowed hurt to happen to me. Because I never stood up for myself. Um, I've stood up for others along the way. Um, you know, but never really stood up for myself. So now as I get older, and the idea of having grandchildren scares me. I want my grandchildren to grow up in a world where they help each other and not hurt each other and that the old ways come back to where we can be family again. So, you know, talking about family, yeah, I've just started becoming, you know, spending time with some of the family members that have really hurt me and I haven't even had an opportunity to really sit there and like talk to them and tell them you know how I feel and what I've experienced and you know I'm kind of hoping too that this podcast kind of sheds some light on why our people seem to put ourselves you know put themselves into precarious situations that causes them to run away from from their families you know and go off onto their own and sometimes end up you know hurting themselves or or just get hurt you know we have this epidemic in Canada and the United States they have the murder missing women indigenous women um, tribunals and you know now we're I think we've always known that it's happened to either men and you know men and women Um, boys and girls so you know we're just I'm just doing my best to bring this all together so you know where our leaders see our people and help our people or not not just see our people suffer and struggle and hurt and do nothing but turn a blind eye so where are our leaders on all of this you know I mean we need to start looking at how we're helping our people and our people you know are me I'm a person 
And how much help do I get? You know, and there's so many single women, single moms on our reserve, and yet 80% of our workforce is women on the reserve that I live on. And our women seem to get a shitty deal. You know, the equality is outrageous. There's men that get paid way more for than a woman, or if it was a woman that's taken over a job, they're asked to take a pay cut, you know? And that's not right. Because the men that would take those positions would get whatever they want, what they're worth, you know? And we just seem to have an epidemic in our in our society, you know, in our, on our reserves. Because why can't we pay the women what they're worth? It would help them so much with their self-worth that they're able to make the same as everybody else, you know, and not have somebody take advantage of us because we need a job and we need to put food on the table for our kids. And most of the time we'll take whatever we, we can get because We just want to be able to provide for our children. You know, because the men in our lives are not able to show up. Or we get judged so harshly because we do outrageous things to pay the bills, to put food on our table. You know, myself, I didn't, um, I didn't take it that far. You know, myself, I learned how to... I'm really grateful that the men in my family taught me how to hunt, taught me how to fish, taught me how to take care of myself. So when I didn't have any food, I'd go out and I'd hunt. I'd go out and I'd fish. I'd go out and I would gather what I could in the forest to feed my children. And I taught them the same thing. You know, and... um, But not everybody is as lucky as I am to have known that you know and you know when people get desperate they start to fight you know and now everyone fights each other just so they can get a raise or preferential treatment get favors from leaders or have favors you know just do favors for others just but they got strings attached nobody does anything just to help each other without expecting something in return or to feed that person's ego that's doing that for you, you know? All these things I've seen and I have experienced, I haven't said anything because I was afraid. I was afraid of what would happen. And now I want to speak out about it. But what I've experienced with my children, you know, when I worked for my nation, I did everything I could could to do my job. And more because that's how my grandparents raised me was to do your very best. And if you could do more, do it, you know, if it's for your nation, if it's for your people, then do it. You know, they told me not to be selfish, not to be greedy. And I'm not perfect. You know, I've had my times where I've been selfish and time to time I've been greedy. You know, I'm not perfect and I'm working on those things, you know. This podcast is to shed light on the darkness that has been covering my nation. And I don't know about your nation, but maybe it has. I don't know, but I can only speak about myself and what I've experienced. You know, lies that have been said 
by our past and present leaders about myself or my children. I've looked up to some of our chiefs because some of those chiefs were my grandparents and my grandpas. And if they were to look at us today and look at the leaders of today, they would shake their heads and said, say, look at yourselves. You make these women do sexual favors for you so you can get, so they can get the help that they need to feed their babies. You know, like they would say shame on you. And you wonder why women ran away, run away from our reserves and take off to wherever they can go because they don't want to do those sexual favors. They don't want to do favors, whether it's sexual or not, you know, with those strings attached, you know, and then they end up coming missing. And when you think about it, why would you want to stay in a square box of land where your leaders make you bend over and take it from them you know or men on the reserve do that you know it only benefits them you know I've seen I've I've heard some of my friends on my reserve lady friends my sisters you know that have experienced these things because they just wanted to feed their kids it's really sad you know and our women are supposed to be helping other women rise up and succeed yet we cover up and we lie for each other and some of us women allow these atrocities to happen to our own family members and it's sad I myself I stood up for one of my cousins who I thought was going through something and turned out that she was using her body to manipulate men so it can go either way too you know it's not like all of us women are, are, are perfect, but, you know, the whole thing is, is we've become our own Indian agents on these reserves, you know, and we treat each other like so horrible. You know, my reserve is right next to a big city and the city that, you know, we're all the, that we're next to and the native people that live in that city, they're thriving, you know, they're, they're, they're they're not you know perfect but they're healing and they're moving forward and that's what's really important you know I mean I I I just figured you know myself when I helped my cousin press charges I just believed in her no matter what you know through the whole process and supported her and encouraged her to you know heal and you know to move forward in her life and here it turns out that you know, even when, you know, I was taking care of her, she was going back to her abuser. She was going back to her abuser and, you know, pulling her pants down in front of him and saying, here, come take it, but get me, you know, get me a car and get me this. And, you know, and her her request became, like, so much more outrageous, you know, and I had to let her go because... She was not in a position to be wanting to heal herself. You know, she was in a position, she she wanted to stay in her sickness. And there was really nothing that I could do. You know, I believed her and it was really hard and it, and it hurt, you know, because it was another family member that we pressed charges on. And I believed her so strongly. And then it turned out that, you know, this was just a game for them and you know the rest of my family turned their backs on me because I helped her 
you know so we suffer in different ways and you know maybe it's not all right you know maybe I did some things that were wrong and you know but at the time I believed that I was helping her and I wasn't I was help well I was helping her I was helping her manipulate our family members some more to get a vehicle to get clothes to get all these brand name things you know this consumerism or you know just to have the labels to get anything that she wanted for herself she didn't even have kids you know and so when my family turned their back on me and my kids that really hurt you know, because we went from the, you know, I went from Christmas dinner and having everybody in my house and, you know, and having a great time at Christmas to nobody wanting to fucking look at me, nobody wanting to even mention my name, you know, like, I did the worst thing imaginable for them, you know, I spoke about something that was just so disgusting that I just couldn't believe was happening, I spoke out about sexual abuse, you know, and my own. And the aunt that I had confided in told everybody about my abuse. And I never even gave her permission to. So now all my cousins look at me and they treat me bad. And, you know, they don't invite me to their weddings. And I'm no longer part of the family. I'm in name. You know, and sometimes maybe they might feel pity and, you know, want my kids to be a part of whatever they're going through. Or, you know, it's election time and then they want my vote so then they talk to me. I mean, I'm not stupid. I know when I'm being manipulated, you know. So it's all this crap, you know, that we go through. And it's that's why I want to create this podcast. It's why I want to talk about... You know, these injustices we go through. Shed some light on it. You know, and then let it go and move forward. You know, stop allowing all the negative thinking that comes from all these situations to rule my life. You know, and, and, you know, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to feel loved. I deserve to have a family, you know. And... And I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm doing really awesome. You know, I have this family now. um, My ceremony family that that is really uplifting. You know, the good majority of them don't judge me about what I'm doing. You know, they encourage me to keep going. And and I encourage them too, you know. And, um, you know, the last little bit, I've been depressed. My dad passed away, you know, like two years ago. And no, I think it's going on three years. Sorry. And, you know, it's, it was really hard. I stopped creating things. I stopped taking care of myself. I allowed myself to go into this deep depression. And, and, you know, now I'm starting to wake up and see like how depressed I've been and what I need to do to take care of myself. And, start doing those things you know I've gone through some serious health issues you know I've had seizures I've um they're starting to try to they're the doctors are trying to diagnose me with lupus 
and you know because we don't know where the seizures came from but you know that's neither here nor there right now you know I'm I know I'll be healthy and right now I feel pretty good you know I don't feel so much pain in my body I feel pretty good but when I talk they talked to me about lupus you know and I did my research it's an autoimmune disease and it's the body turning on itself you know and what does that mean to me, in one of my meditations, because I do a lot of meditating, um, one of my meditations, what I came out of was, and I started writing about it, was my self-worth. My self-worth is so low, you know? And, you know, on the outside, I appear like I got my shit together, like, you know, I'm doing okay, I'm... I'm a successful entrepreneur and, you know, and I can pretend. I'm a really good actress. <laughs> I can pretend everything's great, but I'm not. You know, inside in my head, the negative self-talk can take over. And, you know, and that's been one of the things that I've been doing my best to be conscious about. How I talk about myself, to myself. You know, and on this reserve that I live on, you know, I mean, there's so many people that could talk bad about me. And there have been. And I didn't allow that to hold me back from taking care of myself and my kids. So why am I holding myself back, my self-worth, and not taking care of myself? I have so much to do on this reserve because I want my grandkids, my future grandkids. I don't have grandkids right now. But my future grandkids, I want them to have a good life here. I want them to be happy. I want to have things set up for them so that when they come into this world, it's beautiful. It's happy. They're allowed to love and be happy and free. You know? And um, change is inevitable. And we could fight it or we could...